Again, it's still cold. <laughs> it, is, it is February 24th, and this is Animals in Horror. This is actually the second one of these we did. The first one we did was back in November of 2019. So it's time to revisit some, some scary creatures. And if you've never listened to the show before, then this will be your introduction to some scary creatures. This is the Scary Dad Podcast. And it is episode 172. First, the old business. All right. On this date, 1945, happy birthday to Barry Bostwick. Mostly comedic actor, but he was in uh, Rocky Horror, which is also comedy. 1947, Edward James Olmos who I primarily know from uh, Miami Vice. 1962, happy birthday to porn star Terry Weigel, who was in Instant Innocent Blood and Predator 2. That okay. was her attempt to go go legit. Yeah, that's where, not, I, know, not that's where I know the name from. <laughs> not, 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 not everybody could be uh, uh, Jenna Jameson or uh, Tracy Lord. She know. was in a clown movie also. But I won't talk about that one. <laughs> <laughs> and 1966, the Phantom himself, Mr. Billy Zane. <laughs> He's did, such a cool dude, man. Did, did you ever see that the the uh, movies that made us for Dirty Dancing? No. So my wife wanted to watch that, and it was really pretty interesting in that Jennifer Grey... And Patrick Swayze did not get along. They didn't like each other. And she was chosen. She was she was first cast for that movie, and um, they they were looking for a leading man. And Patrick Swayze, they didn't even realize he could dance. But she had been with she had been with Patrick Swayze in Red Dawn, and she didn't like him. And so they actually were they were strongly considering casting Billy Zane. And there's actually um, footage of Billy Zane. Cutting lines and dancing and stuff. It's one of those things, and where it just looks weird. It would have made it such a different movie. <laughs> it's one of those uh, those potential castings, like we've talked about before. That you know, it would have been a much different movie. Yeah, it's so strange, but it's yeah, it's one of those. It's just like puts you in a weird, bizarro world. <laughs> it's, it's crazy. But he's a cool dude, man. All right, notable deaths. On this date in 1967, we lost Mr. Franz Waxman, who was a composer for lots of universal horror films, yes. most notably The Bride of Frankenstein. Um, 1998, we lost Millicent Patrick. She is the uh, makeup artist or the, 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 the creature, creature designer for the Gill Man from uh, Creature from the Black Lagoon. She's the one that actually designed the mask. Uh, it was Bud Westmore that took credit for it. So he got all of the the accolades for the Gilman look, but it was mm-hmm. Millicent Patrick that, that created it. 2006, we just recently talked about the ghost in Mr. Chicken, too. Um, but 2006, we lost Mr. Don Knotts. <laughs> He's such a funny actor, man. So animated. Mm-hmm. I mean, such a memorable person. So many roles. Oh, yeah. He's awesome. 
And in 2014, we lost Harold Ramis. God. Um, I know. That so, was a rough one, man. So many good movies, too. Just legendary, dude. Yep. He's... Oh, man. Anyway. <clears throat> All right. And if you were watching movies on this date, you would have been seeing Toxic Avenger Part 2. Nice. <laughs> Not a whole lot of movies came out that day. I love some trauma, man. And that is it for old business. We'll take a break and come back. When the movie Jaws first opened, it created a sensation. And shark sightings increased by the thousands in all the vast and unknown depths of the ocean. How could there have been only one? Once, there was a terrible tragedy here. But today, Amity has a new hotel and the promise of a perfect summer. Now, just when you thought it was safe to go back in the water, the legend continues. I've seen one up close. You better do something about this one, because I don't intend to go through that hell again. Don't press it this time. Mike is out there.
is dead and my son and husband are still out there. Get me out! Get out None of man's fantasies of evil can compare with the reality of Jaws. New business is new business, and this is new business. Okay, we've talked about this subject on the podcast before in news articles and everything, but you know how they uh, they keep coming out with these uh, these articles saying, hey, they're adding too much AI to these sex robots. They're going to end up, you know, killing people, <laughs> taking over the world with a bunch of sex robots. Well, Apple TV is currently in development for a movie called Dolly, which is essentially uh, about a murderous sex robot. Uh, starring Florence Pugh. Uh, Florence Pugh has been in a few uh, movies, including uh, she was in Midsommar, uh, Little Women. Uh, she's been a few. She was supposed to be in Black uh, Black Widow, but it has been delayed, of course. Uh, but she's going to be in this movie called Dolly. It's inspired by a short story from Elizabeth Baer that first appeared in Asimov's Science Fiction in 2011. A uh, story follows a billionaire who is killed by a sex robot, forcing police to determine whether the robot was the murder weapon or the actual murderer. Uh, the bot then shocks the world by asking for a lawyer and pleading not guilty in the ensuing court case. So yeah, that's where we're headed, apparently. Uh, sounds like an interesting movie. It's being written by Vanessa Taylor, who also wrote uh, The Shape of Water and Hillbilly Elegy. So... We shall see where that is. One to look out for in the future, of course. Uh, Sounds kind of like Deadly Friend. Yeah. <laughs> okay. A potential planet in Alpha Centauri, uh, 4.37 light years away from Earth, which is considered a habitable uh, area of the galaxy, by the way. Uh, a signal has been picked up from that particular planet by scientists. Uh, scientists may have discovered a new Neptune-sized planet within a habitable orbit of one of Earth's closest stars. Uh, the body, which has yet to even be named, is being referred to currently as Planet Candidate. <laughs> it's an Alpha Centauri binary system 4.37 light years from Earth. And a paper recently published in Nature Communications. An international team of astronomers using the European Southern Observatory's Very Large Telescope known as the VLT, <laughs> in Chile found a bright thermal image signal coming from the habitable zone in that area. A habitable zone covers the range of distances from a star at which liquid water could exist on a world surface, an indicator that could harbor alien life. So that's something to look out for. The signal is derived through near Earth's at the Alpha Center region, a $3 million project which hunts for potentially Earth-like worlds around nearby stars. It's always an interesting topic, especially with uh, some of the sci-fi horror movies that we've had. Do you, do you want to let them know that we're actually here? Because <laughs> you never know what you're going to find. I just think it's crazy how, like, with all the whole pandemic stuff and then all of the political stuff and, and like, everybody's throwing mud back and ah! And Pentagon's like, yep, aliens exist. And there was a collective meh. <laughs> the entire thing. Like, I know. Like in the 1990s, that would have been 
news Huge. Oh, month, yeah. You know, yeah, we're in front page of Inquirer, <laughs> Weekly World News, everybody, man. <laughs> but they're like, hey. <laughs> <laughs> Let us know when they get here. Okay. You know, we talked about a survivor type all the time, the mm-hmm. Stephen King story from the, uh, the movie uh, Skeleton Crew. Uh, about the guy standing on a desert island with two keys of heroin, <laughs> which is an excellent story, and I cannot wait to see that uh, live action in a, uh, a horror anthology one day. But anyway, recently, uh, two men and a woman in, uh, who were native uh, natives from Cuba, they were found on a deserted island by the Coast Guard where they had been stuck for 33 days surviving on coconuts, cocks, and rats. So you don't have to cut off your foot and eat your <laughs> foot to survive. There's actually food out there. Uh, the Coast Guard spotted the people waving makeshift flags on a Monday as it was on a routine air patrol of the waters uh, in a chain of islands between the Lower Keys and Cuba. And what's interesting is, what I love, it is actually a video you can see. Uh, they were alerted them by flags. Uh, they actually had an addition to a large cross. They had put a cross up uh, that they put out. And they noticed Coast Guard picked up the case as a rescue mission. They returned later, not to pick them up, but to drop food. <laughs> food and a radio to them. Because uh, they had to delay the actual rescue for 24 hours due to bad weather. Now, could you imagine you're sitting there and you see the Coast Guard. You're saved. You're saved. And then they come and just dump a box on the beach <laughs> and then leave again. And you're like, what the hell? <laughs> But they eventually did get back and pick them up and uh, brought them uh, to the hospital. Uh, they were being treated for dehydration, fatigue, and they really needed fresh water because there was a lack of fresh water on the island. But yeah, just the video shows, you know, there's a video and I clicked it and it was just some Coast Guard guys pushing a box out the back of a helicopter and taking it off. <laughs> were there people on the beach? Like- yeah, they were on the beach waving out. There was a radio in the box to where they could communicate and they were, they were able to say, hey, we'll be back. But initially, you're like, what the hell, man? You seriously just going to drop a, at least a rope, a ladder or right. something to get us off the island? But uh, it all ended well. Like I said, they were rescued and brought to the hospital and treated. And finally, let's go to Florida. This is just a cute little story that I thought was neat. Uh, Florida man 23 was arrested following what he termed a civil rights protest. Now, what entailed the civil rights protest? Uh, cops charged that Riley James Cushman, 23-year-old, from Florida, was alongside a roadway in Palm Harbor, which is a suburb of Tampa, with his pants down to his knees, holding his penis while facing traffic in a vulgar manner. Basically, he was doing the helicopters and the traffic as it passed by. And this was not at night. This was at 3.30 p.m. in the afternoon, broad daylight. Uh, when he spotted the sheriff's deputy, he pulled his pants up and began walking away. When the cop walked up, he said, man, I was protesting for civil rights. <laughs> was his excuse for showing his penis to the traffic. Uh, his uh, display resulted in an arrest for exposure of sexual organs, which is a misdemeanor. Uh, he was booked in the county jail where he's being held uh, in lieu of $150 bond. But yeah, that, that we don't need to go into that one. That is neither here or there. I don't know why they put that in a damn article. But uh, those of you new from the podcast, one thing that we do avoid at all times is politics. We Unless not... it is just hilarious. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but we tend to avoid politics, just so you guys know. So, so that's our Florida man story of the week. And that's all I have this week, actually. All right. 
take a break and we will be right back. It lives 50 feet beneath the streets. It weighs over 2,000 pounds. It's killed five people already. And it's about to break out. Alligator rated R. Starts Friday at theaters and drive-ins throughout Sacramento, Stockton, and Modesto. Okay, so, you know, uh, I always just called them animal horror movies and stuff, but apparently the, the official term for this subgenre of horror or is natural horror. Mm-hmm. Uh, features natural forces, typically in the form of animals or plants, that pose a threat to human characters. I did not know that. But now that I do, I'm going to start using natural horror as a topic. We might have to jump on a forum with a question about natural horror. Uh Killer animal movies have have existed on film ever since the release of The Lost World back in 1925. Uh, Probably the biggest animal movie that really, really kicked off the trend would have to be Alfred Hitchcock's The Birds. When that movie came out, it was, to this day, that movie holds up so well. It is. Uh, It does. It's really good. If you've never seen The Birds by Alfred Hitchcock, it is worth a watch. And then the next thing you know, in 1975, Steven Spielberg blew the world away with the movie Jaws about a killer shark. Uh, Some of you may or may not have seen that, but... uh, (laughs) It's a little obscure. <laughs> with, with the success of Jaws, and uh, it just kind of blew the door open on these uh, these natural horror movies, which uh, there were a lot of them. Mm-hmm. There were uh, there's still a lot of them. What I would call a metric shit ton. Of, it, it's a it's a it's a very popular theme. It uh, now what's funny is you know back some of the ones that we used to watch, which one of the ones that I definitely want to mention because actually. I've got this VHS and DVD because for some reason I, I love this movie so much when I was a kid. But the movie Frogs. Remember Frogs? <laughs> oh, yeah. And uh, Sam Elliott was in that movie. It was one of his early movies. But Frogs came out. When did Frogs come out? I want to say it was in 1972. Frogs was... It was horrible. It was frogs. You can easily, easily outrun a frog or step on it. But these people were on an island. If you haven't seen frogs, it's about a group of people. <clears throat> they're on an island. Uh, they're having a little uh, getaway. I can't remember the reason why they're on the island, but all of a sudden the island gets overrun by killer frogs that are just tearing everybody apart somehow. <laughs> With all of their frog teeth. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Uh, but yeah, so uh, we had a kickoff after uh, after Jaws. People were just trying to recapture that magic that Jaws had. Uh, a lot of them failed. A lot of them were pretty good. Uh, I'll let you go ahead and kick off with a couple that you may want to talk well, about. I was just going to say the thing is, and th- there's a reason why they, they work, is because, you know... You're sitting here listening to a podcast on an electronic device in a modern technocracy world. So our world is kind of a bit closer to, you know, the sci-fi of back in the day than it is to any kind of, you know, nature sort of situation. But it's a very, very thin, thin veil. Um, Case in point, we've got... um, well, we just had an Arctic blast come through here, and they're threatening... You know, we're recording it before the Arctic blast, but 
the, the news is threatening, you know, possible loss of power, possible loss of water. Pipes um, would explode pipes everywhere. Would explode, like all this stuff. <laughs> and we're, we're actually facing down nature, right? And, you know, when nature does attack, whether it's through floods or, or cold or fire or animals, people actually act almost offended. Like, how can this possibly happen? But the truth is, our history is survival like we don't exist because we're you know like we people uh, quick quick real aside you know it's like heard a quote so people are always like oh i want to get back to nature no you want to walk in you want to go walk in a park like if you want actual (laughs) nature nature's a bitch and we've been spending million years trying to overcome it right because it's mean and it kills and um animals are no different like animals animals are not trustworthy at all, you know? <laughs> I joke with my daughter. She's like, she's like, well, uh, you know, it's like, can I pet that lady's dog? I'm like, that lady, you talk to that lady because the dog's got teeth, and if it bites you, you know, anything you, with teeth can't bite. You know, <laughs> uh, but yeah, think, things are dangerous, and so that's why it works. Is there's a fear of the unknown. Yep. That's why we're squeamish about you know slippery, <clears throat> slimy, nasty things and dark places and stuff like that. So. Animal horror works in a lot of levels, even when it's not very good. Um, the reason Jaws worked so well is not because the shark. It was because of what was under the water that you couldn't see. Right. You know, the, the most effective scenes in Jaws, you don't see the shark. Um, even, even up to and including the barrels. You see the barrels, but you don't There's see the shark, shark. Right. And, and it's terrifying because it's the fear of the unknown yeah. and what could be there and what can get you. So, um, you know, I, I listed down, you know, some stuff, some movies you should check out um, with di- different animals. So, um, you know, st- start it off the list. We start with, uh, you know, we mentioned Jaws, so we can start with, you know, fish and water. But, you know, one of the movies that terrified me as a kid was Piranha. Yeah, the original. Now, to be fair, the piranha in the original piranha were genetically enhanced. They weren't natural piranha. But the fact that there's these voracious creatures out there, carnivorous fish that just swim around eating stuff. You know, it's like so you go go for a swim in a lake, you know, and you you, something bumps you, you know, is that going to try to chew your leg off, you know? And, and that movie, and especially like with Piranha, where it was like it would get you. It's like, like little bite, little bite, bite, <laughs> bite, 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 you know. And then they like, would swarm, and then and there's no way you could beat them all. Yeah. So, I mean, anything that's in the water, I mean, and, and, and we've been, again, we've been fighting with, with waterbound stuff forever. I mean, we've got legends of the Kraken, you know, these, these gods of, of the deep that, don't have our best interest at heart, you know, <laughs> and, um, but yeah, you know, Jaws was, was, was striking, um, Jaws 2 is an excellent yeah. film, you know, you, you can laugh because it's not as good as the first one, but what could ever, like, they've been striving with, they've thrown hundreds of millions of dollars at the, the ticket buying public trying to match the magic that was Jaws and they failed every time. Right. Now, the best they've ever gotten was pretty damn good, but was right. not Jaws. And that's what I was going to say. They, they had stupid movies. I remember there was one, uh, 
I want to say it was called Squid, where it was a killer squid that was going around. And it just, they overemphasized the actual squid itself as opposed to the element of Jaws that made it scary, the mm-hmm. unknown not seeing something. So you just had this goofy looking squid breaking the water, chasing down boats and stuff. <laughs> it just looked like a, a silly, campy movie. And then I think you were about to talk about is Orca is one that, that definitely hit. Orca hit. And it was pretty, I mean, but Orca was more of a Moby Dick retelling than a, a Jaws ripoff. I mean, it was certainly a Jaws ripoff, but the story was there. You know, they yeah. took this classic hunter and hunted and revenge sort of situation. Um, but man, the scenes in Orca, and then the problem with Orca is that, you know, the, the, the whale is smart. <clears throat> You know, we don't. We we've never really quite figured out how smart um, aquatic mammals really are, but the Navy trains dolphins to like plant mines on ships. Yep. So I mean, if they if they're that if they are that trainable, then you know they're they're intelligent, and you don't know what you're dealing with whenever you, you know. Here's the thing between sharks and whales. There's video. There there was a a tagged uh, killer whale. That they they were following, and it was kind of a serial killer. It was it was hunting down great whites and tearing out their liver and mm-hmm. leaving the rest of the shark to sink, because it just developed a taste right. for shark liver, and would just go and like just rip these big great whites <laughs> apart. And you're just like, what do you do with something <laughs> <Yeah>. like that? <laughs> you know. <laughs> so if one if one if you're out on a boat and one wants you gone. <laughs> you're gonna be gone. You're gone. Yeah. You know, but yeah, Orca was and then of course, you know, you had a lot of, of, of Jaws ripoffs, but you know, Jaws two was really good. Open Water is one of those movies that's a one and done for me. I can't rewatch that movie. That is just tragic, you know. Can you imagine just being in the water far from anywhere and just having sharks peck at you right. for However long, long it takes, however yeah. long until they just finally decide to, to take you down. Um, yeah, there, you know, there, there haven't been a, a lot of really great shark movies ever since then. Deep Blue Sea is another one that I've watched, but it just it's the, the so, overuse of CGI. I was so just, disappointed in that movie. I yeah. was so excited. I thought it was going to be good, but I just couldn't. <laughs> it was just there was definitely. Not I saw. Fun. I went to the theater. I was like, hell yeah. <laughs> nope. Now, uh, shortly after Orca in 1980, this is a movie that definitely uh, uh, was endeared to as a kid because it used to play on loop all the time growing up, but it was Alligator. Oh, yeah. And I think another reason I loved it is that I lived in South Louisiana. We used to see alligators all the time. I had never seen an alligator that damn big. Uh-huh. And uh, just the whole story of the, you know playing off of the urban legend of alligators being flushed down the toilet and growing up in the sewers and just getting you know, monstrous... That was a trippy movie, and that's one VHS that I've been on the hunt for, which is not easy to find. Yeah. Prices are ridiculous on that one, but Alligator was a good one. Uh, I enjoyed that one. It was goofy. It was campy. It, uh, you know, when they actually show the full length of the Alligator animatronic that they put together for the special effects, it, it just it, it's laughable now, but as a kid, that was a cool movie. Well, the thing about Alligator, too, and Alligators as, yeah. a, as a creature is, you know, people were scared out of the bathtub because of Jaws. You know, they would, you know, you'd get creeped out in a swimming pool. But alligators are all about swimming pools. You know, they come into your house. We have, we have, in, yeah. in you know, like in, here, in, here in town, 
we've had it's it's so common that you're just like oh again but we have these housing developments where they keep pushing out into kind of what used to be marshlands and they're straight up people videoing and posting on facebook of you know they walk into their kitchen there's an alligator and they came in through the doggy door so it's not like it's you know Yes, alligators far-fetched because it got overgrown on toxic waste and yada, yada, yada. But the, the, the reason it's scary is a real reason. Like, it's really, really there in that they will... They'll mess straight, you up, yeah. yeah. I mean, they had, a couple of years ago, dude, I felt like... Well, I felt bad. Everybody felt bad. But that little kid that got eaten by an alligator at Disney World... Yeah. And then, like, the following year, we went to Disney World and, like, all of the, all of the beaches on the lakes and stuff were... Uh, fenced off with big signs that are like, don't go near the water. Right. Because, I mean, who thinks you're going to go to the Magic Kingdom and have your kid eaten by, by an alligator? alligator? I mean, for real. Right. <laughs> well, you know, growing up fishing and crabbing and everything, we used to see them all the time. And it was just a matter of, once you see it, you just kept an eye on it. You know, you always had one eye looking this way, but in your peripheral, you made sure that you saw where that alligator was. Yeah. Because uh, they're quiet, they're sneaky. Uh, I remember the... Uh, we were uh, cast netting for shrimp one time, and me and my neighbor had dropped off our kids to go crabbing on this little weir while we went a good ways away. And they were down there with their turkey necks and everything, catching crabs. And uh, they had been there for a good hour and a half, and we went over to check on them. And I went ahead and threw the turkey leg out, and all of a sudden, that alligator had been under that weir the whole time. It jumped out after it. And I was thinking to myself, you know, one of those kids would have fell in the water. That would, that, or tried that, to go swimming or that something. It would have been their ass, dude. Yeah. It would not have been, it would not turned out well, that's for sure. Uh, yeah, so that's just, as a kid, you used to see those things all the time. So that movie, yeah, I used to love that one <laughs> a lot. Uh, and going from, and now ever since then, they've tried to recreate the magic, of course. And I, I, probably the most popular one would be Lake Placid, mm-hmm. which is another one that was cool and everything, but it was no one that was over CGI yep. for the most part. They did have at the end where they actually had the uh, alligator animatronic stuck in the helicopter and stuff. But uh, it's an okay movie, but it never had the magic that Alligator had. But they definitely tried to redo it. <laughs> uh, you want to move on to another breed? Sure. Okay, we're going to move on to canines, which, of course, the, the daddy of them all is Cujo, 1983, Stephen King. Uh, that movie scared the shit out of me. That movie gave me a fear of dogs as a kid, man. Totally. I mean, the... <laughs> well, and Cujo wouldn't, wouldn't go down. Mm-hmm. Like, he was too big and too strong and too crazy that, I mean, he was shot and he was beaten and he was stabbed and, like, he, he was not... Uh, I mean, a St. Bernard's a big, you know, tough creature to begin with. And, um, you know, they, there's a reason why they're rescue dogs, because they're survivors. Yeah, and, they're tough. But, yeah, and then the whole, I mean, back then, too, I mean, rabies was quite a bit more common. You know, it's like you think about, like, Old Yeller, and, you know, there was even a, a, a episode of Lassie where, like, the neighbor kid's dog got rabies, and they ended up having to put it down. And, um, so, you know, my dad would, my dad told me the story, like whenever he and he was in college or right out of college, um, he and his buddy would go hunting and they had this little lease that they'd go up to and the guy had pretty much closed it off to hunting, but he would let my dad and his friend go because there were just two guys. So they weren't like over harvesting Mm -hmm. or whatever. 
And um, so my dad's friend's name was Dennis. So dad and Dennis are sitting there around campfire, cleaning their rifles, getting ready for the next morning. They're going to go shoot. You know, they're going to go hunt. They got a tent and they got their, their truck sitting over there. And all of a sudden they hear a growl and they look up and just on the edge of the firelight, there's a dog and it's growling at them. So they're like, okay, what are we going to do here? They thought it was like a coyote or a wolf. So one or the other of them shot the dog. And when that when they did, all these other dogs came out of the darkness and they were surrounded by a pack of ferals. Jeez. And just sat there. They couldn't. They were between them and the truck and they just sat there popping dogs for like oh, 10 or 15 minutes. I think they ended up killing like six dogs before the other ones finally realized that they were getting killed and ran away. <laughs> so they got back to the truck and they drove into town and stayed at a hotel. And then the next day they went back and like they brought the, 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 the landowner with them, you know, knocked on the door. And they went out there and there's these dogs, but they all had collars. But all of the collars were like worn and like threadbare and like, like oh yeah, these dogs had just gone feral. They just, they were just, you know, ranch dogs or whatever that just got out and never came back and ended up packing up. Right. But the problem with feral dogs, they're not scared of humans. So that's, they, they're out there, it was cold, they were hungry, and they were, you know, if they didn't have, if they weren't armed, they probably would have gotten hurt real bad or killed. Right. You know. It would have been, it would have ended well for sure. Yeah. So, pretty freaking scary, man. <laughs> whether, whether or not you are pro-hunting or anti-hunting, if you are in the woods in Texas and you're not armed, you're pretty much dumb. Yeah. Because, <laughs> because you never know what's going to happen. Between feral hogs and feral dogs... You, you never, you just never know, right? Um. <laughs> now another, uh, I guess you could call nature horror trope would be spiders, <clears throat> and you know I, I was actually watching this one the other day, uh, Kingdom of the Spiders. It came on one of those UHF channels on uh, at home, and uh, it starred William Shatner. <laughs> nice. Have <laughs> <laughs> you ever seen Kingdom of the Spiders? But it was horrible. But uh, one spider movie that to was me he especially scared of the spiders. <laughs> like more scared than any normal person would no, be. No, he wasn't actually. He was a he was a tough sheriff of town. So it was just really, really odd movie. But Arachnophobia is one of the most effective nature films that I've ever seen. It it still holds up so well to this day. There is zero CGI. There, you know, practical practical effects, but also a lot of spiders that they mm-hmm. effectively work with. I mean, just it's such a good movie man. I remember when that movie came out and they were showing like they got certain ones like there's a certain kind of tarantula that can flatten its body completely like gets under rocks and sleeps mm-hmm. and so there's a scene in, in arachnophobia where you see a boot come down and like squish the spider yeah and then he walks on and, and the it's spider like stuff. well no oh yeah yeah pops yes, up yeah, and keeps yeah. moving and that was a real spider like it was a fake leg, but like they they like pushed it down with this you know this fake leg so that it would flatten out and look real. But dude, can you imagine stomping on a spider and having it pop back up? <laughs> like oh god! <laughs> but yeah, that movie did an excellent job in uh in in in, in using actual animals and it played off of fear. I mean, the movie's called Arachnophobia. Yeah, it played it off was... of people's fear of uh, of spiders, and it did it really really well. Yeah, well, too, it's like the the 
the, the speed with which they killed. Like, you know, they're making popcorn, and then, like, 20 minutes later, they're sitting there dead in front right. of the TV with a bowl full of popcorn. You know, like, it's not, like, they got bit, and they're in the hospital for a week. It's like, right. cyanide. They're, and the spiders were so aggressive. They, uh-huh. It was, you know, where are you going to go? It, it reminded me, you know, it was similar to uh, the movie Slither with the slugs, the way those slugs would move and swarm and everything. Just the spiders in there were just so cool. It's a very, very well-done nature film. Uh, and what's weird is you would think that this other type of small insect-like creature would be effective as well, but... <clears throat> There's never really been a really good killer bee movie. You know, '74 they had the movie Killer Bees, which I remember when I was a kid watching that one. But it, it, it you know, people are trying to run to their cars, and the bees are coming in through the air conditioning vents mm-hmm. and everything. But it's never been as effective of a killer bee movie. And you would think that w- wouldn't be that difficult to do because people are scared of bees, especially with you know, remember at the height of the killer bee, you know, mania that was going on several years ago. Uh, you would think that'd be a more effective movie. Yeah, well, to the like whenever Jaws came out, people went on an active shark killing mission. So yeah. maybe they don't want people out there trying to kill bees. Trying to kill purpose. all the bees, <laughs> right? <laughs> all right, moving on. Okay, we already talked about Cujo. They haven't been a whole lot of. Uh, this is one that uh, I actually rewatched Ben the other day, which uh, of course Ben is the sequel to Willard. Ben is a rat mm-hmm. that has a rat army. And whenever he finds someone that he uh, he loves and feels you know connected with, he protects that person, and he doesn't want that relationship to end. Uh, Willard and Ben, in my opinion, don't get enough credit as they they're, should. They're weird movies. Uh, a lot of people don't. Uh, they uh, there was the remake with Crispin Glover uh-huh. back in two thousand three that really fell flat. But if you watch the original Willard and then Ben, and just the storyline behind it, it those are some cool movies. Oh yeah. That that's one of those things. Like rats is one of those. Like I don't really dig Willard and Ben. I like I saw them when I was a kid, but I just get squeamish around rats. <laughs> rats are just like, yeah, I don't like rats. <laughs> and of course, another one of the uh, the big ones that has come out is uh, one of the more recent ones that was surprisingly successful. I know a lot of people that actually are uh, they they love this movie is Anaconda. Yeah, that's dumb. <laughs> I did not like Anaconda. Absolutely horrible CGI. The acting was shit. John Voight doing that Spanish accent was terrible. And I love John Voight. You know he was a great actor. You know what's scarier than Anaconda is the uh, the the snake scene in Road Trip with uh, uh, with, with Tom, Tom Green. Tom yeah. Green. Where he's like, he's like trying to feed him the rat, and he's like putting the rat in his mouth. Come on, come on, come on! And the snake finally wakes up and like bites the rat. And when he bites the rat, it bites his hand, and he like freaks out. That had more of a like a jump scare feeling, like oh, shit, the right. snake, than than Anaconda in the whole damn movie. Like, Anaconda was was just <laughs> terrible. I, I, that was yeah. a miserable movie. It, it was um, effect, it, it spawned three sequels. <laughs> well, effective, effective, um, you know, snakes. Um, the uh, Raiders of the Lost Ark did it really well. I mean, yeah. pit vipers and cobras and stuff. I mean, that's that's Raiders of the Lost Ark also did a really good job with spiders. Whenever yeah. in that opening scene, whenever uh, Doctor Octopus gets the spiders on it, or Andy gets the spiders on his back, Doctor <coughs> yeah. Octopus has to knock them off and stuff. It's uh, Alfred Molina, but. <laughs> <laughs> 
but yeah, you know, Indiana Jones had some really good natural horror in there with the with the spiders and the snakes. Yeah. And then, you know, in part two, whenever they cut the, the big snake open and all the little snakes slither out yes. and that dinner. <laughs> <laughs> but then there's been several movies that have used snakes effectively, but Anaconda definitely is not one of them. No. That movie was just shit, man. It was, it, I've watched it more than once just to give it a, a chance, but it, it's a horrible, horrible movie. So you want to hear something scary as hell? It's not movie related, but it is, it is with snakes. So I read this thing a while back and apparently it's true. I, I don't understand how, like, I guess the snakes would eventually get down, but apparently, I don't know if it was in Vietnam or like Cambodia or something, but the, uh, the, the villagers, you know, the, the, the VC or whatever, they would catch these like pit vipers these really really bad snakes and they'd hang them by their tails from trees where their heads hanging at around head level and whenever you'd walk through the, the bushes and the vines they because they were all you know obviously they're stressed because they're hanging upside right. down but you know they'd be coiling around trying to do their thing and you'd just be walking through and all of a sudden just like in a bunch of snakes like that's one of their traps that they well i've set. heard of uh, like uh, oh my god dude <laughs> like oh shit i've heard of drug dealers using rattlesnakes in that way where they drill a hole in the rattle in the tail where they can tie them down and keep them in certain areas to keep people away from the property and stuff They're, yeah snakes are scary but mom was deathly afraid of snakes because she, she would tell me how when they were kids just walking through the woods and stuff <clears throat> you get they, they're bull snakes I learned a lot about snakes when I was growing up because my mom was so afraid of them I was, I was fascinated by snakes uh, they'd be in the trees and these snakes would get like six, seven foot long and thick they were real thick snakes but they were very docile but just walking through the woods and a snake falls out of a tree or falls into your boat it scared shit out of mm-hmm. and then she was she was so scared of snakes I remember I had found some snake eggs in a pile of bricks when I was a kid. And I had read about how to incubate snake eggs. So I went and got a jar, got some damp paper towels, did a layer, layer of eggs, layer of damp paper towels, layer of eggs. I had all, and I put it in, in my closet in the dark. Dude, when she found that shit, she threw it. She just chunked it oh, out yeah. of the house and beat my ass, dude. It was crazy. But yeah, she... Uh, <laughs> I would, dude. I wouldn't. I can't abide a snake, bro. <laughs> so you would think with people being that deathly afraid of snakes, they, they could have done a better job with Anaconda to make it more effective. But it was a comedy, dude. It was yeah. just terrible. Uh, the one movie <clears throat> that I definitely want to bring up, and I've talked about it on the podcast before, and I absolutely love this movie because to me, they were they effectively made a seemingly docile and simple creature into a fucking nightmare was Black Sheep. The New Zealand, <laughs> not the one with... with uh, Chris Farley, but Black Sheep, the New Zealand independent film about killer sheep. <laughs> that movie's awesome, dude. They, they just did such a good job using actual sheep and just doing something simple like painting their faces red with blood and having them <laughs> run across a field. It just, it, 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 that's a really, really cool movie. You've seen those pictures of like whenever they feed like the white bunnies uh, strawberries <laughs> and stuff and like their, their mouths all red? Like that's, that's pretty effective because they still look kind of scary. <laughs> But yeah, and just because, you know, uh, sheep herd. So you could put, you know, you can have a hundred sheep running across the field with human limbs stuck to their mouth and stuff. And <laughs> it, it's, it's, it's trippy the way they did that film. And that was a really good movie. It had, it was a more of a horror comedy because it has some funny stuff. And then, of course, it ends with a, a were sheep, which, uh, which is pretty awesome. But, uh, but yeah, that, that's, that's one movie that, one of the more recent uh, natural horrors that I, I really, really enjoy, man. Hell yeah. Well, of course, you know, you don't need to have any real uh, 
introduction to why lions are scary. Yes. But um, you remember that movie, The Ghost in the Darkness, um, where they're in Africa and the lions are attacking the villagers. Like they're trying to build the train and the lions are attacking the villagers, so they hire the hunters to come out and kill the yeah, lions. Yeah, yeah. That's a true story, bro. Okay. <laughs> and um, like the movie really doesn't even do the story justice because the movie has like several kills, but in real life, like this lion had been, well, there was a pair of them. Uh, but it was like he was uh, mangy or he was diseased or something and he got kicked out of his pride and he like couldn't hunt but people were easy pickings so even a decimated lion is uh, but they were named the ghost in the darkness there was two of them Mm -hmm. and they were both this psychotic lions that just attacked everybody wow dude and uh, but I mean it wasn't like they were like Jaws where it was just like I'm killing everybody it was uh, like they were hunting. Like they'd come in the night to pull people out of their tents and stuff. And I read a long time ago that they were, and this was not a long time ago, this was like it was modern times. It was like maybe eight or ten years ago that they had a big problem with Black Panthers in Mumbai, you know, formerly Bombay. Yeah. Whereas like they don't have an air conditioner or whatever, so they sleep with the windows open. You gotta have windows open, yeah. And and these panthers would just crawl into apartments and steal children and, like, drag people out and kill them. Right. Well, you know, my uh, my former mentor uh, in the oil and gas industry, Ed, he lived in Zimbabwe, rest in peace, Uh, he he lived in Zimbabwe for about a year and a half, and he would tell me stories, dude. It was, you know, we, we see him in zoos out here, but... They're right on the edge of the jungle in Zimbabwe. Yeah. And I remember he, he, called, he called me one time. He was like, dude, you got to hear this one. There was a, a guy and a woman that were having sex outside. And fucking lion came up from behind and snatched the dude and hauled him into the jungle. And they, they never saw him again. Wow. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Could you imagine that happening? Wow. And uh, Ada, you were talking about in, in Bombay, uh, reading articles ever since the pandemic started, is that uh, because there's no travel and tourism and stuff, there's all these villages where monkeys reign supreme, and they were so used to tourists feeding them and stuff, their food supply is gone. So they've been attacking people and breaking into houses, and just, it's a horror movie in the making. Just wrecking shop. Just right? wrecking shop, dude. People can't go outside without fear of being attacked by, by monkeys and having all your groceries taken away from them. It's, it's crazy, dude. Because monkeys, think about the chimpanzee horror stories you've heard. Oh, of, yeah. Of, they... they they're badass, dude. No, oh, yeah, they're not. They're they're not. They're not friendly. Like no, they're, no they they can be vicious. They got big teeth. Well, and they got, <laughs> well, they, they've gone. They've gone ape shit. Like they, they're 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 the kind of creature that they're nice until they don't want to be nice anymore. But they don't have a conscience. Right. So they don't think like, oh, if I rip this dude's arm off, we're not gonna go for a walk tomorrow. <laughs> He's just like. Goes goes crazy and there's like there's no there's no future thought like oh okay he's just like oh well you pissed me off so I'm gonna kill you now right and um they're like so there's we we put so much of ourselves into our animals like you saw that meme not too long ago it was like here's this dude that found a baby a hippopotamus that was like in the flood yes. yeah <laughs> and he fed him by hand and he raised him and then the hippopotamus like. Crushed him to death. Yeah. <laughs> like, half ate him. Like, <laughs> I'm not laughing at the situation, but it was, yeah. it was, it was, it was an unexpected end to the game. <laughs> you know? They're, they're not just like big cows. They're 
they're more dangerous than everything else out there. The hippos. Right. In fact, I saw that uh, that parody meme of Hungry Hungry Hippos that showed like a Jaws-like hippo coming up yes, from the boat, yeah. and I thought, man, that's actually going to be a scary movie, and it was just a parody. Right. But, <laughs> well, that, that movie, the movie Congo, where they have the attack scene where they're, they're in their boat, in their rafts at night, and all of a sudden the hippos start attacking. Hippos are scary. Mm-hmm. Very, very scary. We, when we did our uh, thing about animal deaths, hippos kill people all a the lot. damn time. Yeah, yeah. they've got a really high body count. Yeah. <laughs> so I guess we need to look for a hippo movie. So we need a hippo movie and a monkey invasion movie uh, set during a pandemic. Hell two yeah. things that we definitely need. Honorable mention to cockroaches and creep show. That is still one of the most yep. like cockroaches are nasty, but you know you see a cockroach and then, um, unless you're just I I you know unless you're more if you're more than just a little bit like Ugh, cockroach, you get a shoe and you smack a cockroach. It's not that big of a deal. But whenever they erupt from inside of you, that's scary. Yeah. Like, <laughs> it's, it's not cool. Well, people, it's another one playing on people's fears. I mean, there are people that are definitely afraid of cockroaches. Oh, yeah. Just, yeah, that's one that definitely played off of fears. You know, uh, just want to mention also, uh, in I want to say it was the first issue of Plop comic book. You ever, you're familiar with Plop? Mm-hmm. Uh, Bernie Wrightson uh, wrote for that one. And I think it was in the first issue, he had a story where <clears throat> this... Just asshole millionaire has a chef that works for him. And for some reason, this asshole millionaire absolutely loves frog legs. So he's demanding frog legs like all the time. And he treats his chef like shit. And this goes on for, you know, a long time this man's working. Finally, the chef gets tired of having to put up with this his boss. And what his boss doesn't know is while he's been eating the frog legs, the chef has been able to Keep the maintain the life of all these legless frogs that only have their frog legs and he unleashes them Willard style <laughs> to his boss. I remember and that have, story. You have all these frogs dragging themselves <laughs> over to kill this guy. That was such an awesome, awesome story. <laughs> Artwork was awesome. That yeah, was a great one. But yeah, there, there's lots more that we haven't talked about that, you know, or necessarily definitely don't fall into the room of our favorites. Uh, there's been movies, other movies about felines, movies about grizz, uh, grizzly bears, uh, movie called Blood Monkey from 2007 that I've never seen. I've never seen about primates. Uh, Graveyard Shift is another one, but you know, wasn't Graveyard Shift really big rats? Mm-hmm. That's kind of one of the reasons why I didn't. You know, I was trying to keep this, you know, more realistic size. True. Creatures, even though I did bring up Alligator, which is a well, it's it's not a, it's not a um, horror film or it's not listed as a horror film, but the movie Revenant, the attack of uh, the bear on yeah. uh, Leonardo uh, DiCaprio. Yeah. Um, that is just brutal. And you're watching this film, you know, you're watching this scene and like every time like he, he there, there are multiple times within the scene where you're like, okay, that's enough. The bear has got to give up, but the bear doesn't give up. He just keeps coming back and it's just like, oh my God, like bears not <laughs> just, just brutal. And um, I was never really scared of bears. And like, I don't sit around being scared of most of this stuff. You know, it's like, but you you would put a bear in a movie. I'd be like, oh, it's a bear. Like, they're dangerous. You know, like I'm not I'm not being like, oh, you know, whatever. But when we did our sharks versus bears episode a while back, yeah, and like it's like 
sharks are like in the little league compared to bears as far as body count every year. So yeah. Bears are just ruthless, man. Oh, yeah. And um, so I got like a lot more uh, respect <laughs> for them. Now, huh? <clears throat> we also didn't talk too much about uh, other nature, uh, uh, things from nature. Okay, so uh, plants. Plants is one thing we haven't talked about. Two plant movies that I definitely want to bring up is one is Attack of the Killer Tomatoes, which as a kid, I still love that movie. Mm-hmm. That's one we were talking about in our remake episode that would make a cool-ass remake because uh, it's just, that's such a fun movie. Mm-hmm. It is, it, the second one also is just a great movie. That's where the, uh, the, the, the George Clooney makes the early appearance in Attack of the Killer Tomatoes too. And the other one is The Ruins. Have you ever watched The Ruins? I've heard it was awesome. I haven't seen it. <clears throat> the Ruins, in my opinion, is a very, very underrated horror movie. But it's these killer vines that can somehow, that are able to enter your body without you realizing it. And they just fuck with your head so bad. It, it, they, they, it's, 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 a good, it's a good movie. They drive you. The Ruins, it drives you just crazy. It, uh, it, 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 and they eat people. You know, it, that's a good movie. The Ruins is definitely a good one, but that's what I got for today. All right. Well, if we missed anything, if you have a favorite creature feature, let us know. As always, you can hit us up on Scary Dad's Forum, Scary Dad's Haunted Forum on Facebook. That's where most of the action happens. That's where we do the quote of the day and our happy birthdays and quote, you know, our friends post pictures and, you know, most of it's scary, some of it's funny and, um... That's that's where we're at pretty much all day, every day. Um, obviously, like and follow the Instagram page, the Facebook page. Um, if you're into Twitter, go ahead and like that one too. There's not a whole lot over there because I just, that's like the cesspool of the internet. I yeah. freaking hate Twitter. <laughs> um, but, um, but yeah, if you're, if you're into that sort of thing, join the conversation, hit us up, tell us what you like, what you don't like, and if you want to be on the show, let us know and we'll bring you on. And until then, keep it scary. Later. Later.